Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Acts. Today is episode 313. We've got Acts chapter 24, verses 22 to 27. Let's read our passage. Since Felix was well informed about the way, he adjourned the hearing, saying, When Lysias, the commander, comes down, I will decide your case. He ordered that the centurion keep Paul under guard, though he could have some freedom, and that he should not prevent any of his friends from meeting his needs. Several days later, when Felix came with his wife Drusilla, who was Jewish, he sent for Paul and listened to him on the subject of faith in Christ Jesus. Now as he spoke about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come, Felix became afraid and replied, Leave for now, but when I have an opportunity, I'll call for you. At the same time, he was hoping that Paul would offer him money, so he sent for him quite often and conversed with him. After two years had passed, Portius Festus succeeded Felix, and because Felix wanted to do the Jews a favor, he left Paul in prison. Well, Paul's in Caesarea. Paul had been sent to Caesarea from Jerusalem by the Roman commander of the military garrison in Jerusalem. There had been accusations and uh, attempt on Paul's life. So Elysius, the commander of the Roman contingent in Jerusalem, sent Paul to Caesarea, where the governor lived, with the idea that he was being charged with capital crimes, and only the governor could decide these kind of things. And there were, with the attempt on Paul's life, he sent him there for safety. And he instructed the Jewish leaders to go to Caesarea to present their case before Felix. They came to Caesarea. They presented their case. They made three charges against Paul, that he was a troublemaker, a threat to the peace, that he was the ringleader of the Nazarene sect, and that he attempted to defile the temple. Paul gave his defense that he was not a threat to the peace, and they presented no evidence that he was, that he was indeed uh, a member of the way of Christianity, but that wasn't, wasn't a threat to anything, and that he had not done anything to defile the temple. So let's pick it up now in verse 22. Since Felix was well informed about the way, he adjourned the hearing, saying, When Lysias the commander comes down, I will decide your case. So, says specifically, Luke tells us that Felix was well informed about the way. Now, we don't know how he was informed about this. Some people speculate that it was because of his wife, Drusilla, but there's no indication, really, of how he knows anything about the way. But the fact that he knew about it means he knows it's not a revolutionary group. It's not a dangerous group. So the one thing that Paul admitted to was that he was part of the way. Felix knows that's not a problem. That's not a threatening thing. And there was no evidence presented to the first or the third charge that Paul was a troublemaker, a threat to peace, or that Paul had attempted to defile the temple. So we know that Felix knows none of the charges have any merit to them. So he adjourns the hearing. Specifically, the word used means without a decision. That is, he put a stop to the hearing as if he needs to gather more information. And he says, 
when Lysis, the commander, comes down, then I'll decide your case. Now, Lysis had already sent a written report saying this seems to me to be a matter of Jewish law and that nothing he's done is deserving of death or imprisonment. So what more does he need from Lysis? So it seems his real issue here is to delay things, to put things on hold. And there's no indication that Lysis ever did come. Now I'm sure sometime over the next two years he was in town. So verse 23, he ordered that the centurion keep Paul under guard, though he could have some freedom, and he should not prevent any of his friends from meeting his needs. So he's under guard, more protective custody than imprisoned, but he is not free to go. So he is held there under guard, but he does have a a large degree of freedom and says specifically that his friends can come and meet his needs. Now we know he has friends in Caesarea when Paul came back to Palestine. He landed up at the Tyre and worked his way down to Caesarea. And it says that in Caesarea he stayed seven days with Philip the Evangelist. Philip, one of the seven from chapter 6. Philip the Evangelist who took the gospel to Samaria to the Ethiopian eunuch. So he, his family, and the whole church at Caesarea is there and they probably uh, look in on Paul. Verse 24, several days later, when Felix came with his wife Drusilla, who was Jewish, he sent for Paul and listened to him on the subject of faith in Christ Jesus. So several days later, we don't know how long that is, but Felix and his wife Drusilla come to speak to Paul. Now Drusilla is Felix's third wife. She is the daughter of Herod Agrippa. That's the King Herod of chapter 12 of the book of Acts. She had been engaged to someone at a young age, but it never happened because the man she was engaged to refused to become a Jew. While she's the daughter of Agrippa, her brother Agrippa II arranged a marriage to uh, a man named King Azias who is the king of Emesa, which is part of Syria, some petty kingdom. But that was at age 14, and that had been arranged by her brother. But she was unhappy with that and uh, never liked the situation there. Somehow she encountered Felix. Now, it's a play on words here. The name Felix is the Latin word for happy. And she was unhappy in her marriage, and Felix promised to make her happy. So Felix convinced her to leave her husband and marry him, and apparently a local magician assisted in making all this happen. So at age 16, she left her husband and married Felix. They had a son together, whom they named Agrippa, who tragically died at uh, Mount Vesuvius in AD 79. So that's Drusilla, and Drusilla's Jewish, and Drusilla and Felix come and listen to Paul, and he speaks to them about faith in Jesus Christ. So he's presenting the gospel to them, and it's not just a quick uh, sidewalk evangelism gospel track kind of thing. He, He talks at length, and so verse 25, now as he spoke about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come, 
Felix became afraid and replied, Leave for now, but when I have an opportunity, I'll call for you. So when he starts to get to the nitty-gritty of there's ethical considerations with being a follower of Christ. It's not just a, a get-out-of-jail-free card for everything you've done wrong. There's there's things you, you need to do in order to actually follow Christ. And there will be a judgment, a judgment for the sin you commit. So they got uncomfortable. And Felix has got a lot to be uncomfortable about. But he wasn't uncomfortable enough to actually repent and believe. So verse 26, at that same time, he was also hoping that Paul would offer him money. So he sent for him quite often and conversed with him. So Felix was open to bribes. And while that was officially illegal, and you could get in trouble with Rome for accepting bribes, it wasn't that uncommon. And apparently Felix was pretty good at it. And so one of the things he wanted to do was get a bribe from Paul. But you get the sense that he honestly wanted to talk with Paul and hear about Christianity. And Paul's more than happy to speak to him about Christianity. Verse 27, after two years had passed, Portius Festus succeeded Felix. Because Felix wanted to do the Jews a favor, he left Paul in prison. So Paul was in jail, essentially, for two years under Felix, because Felix refused to make a decision. But then you look at what decisions were available to Felix, and this isn't to let him off the hook. The guy was corrupt. But uh, one, he's got the option of releasing Paul, and to essentially release Paul is to release him back to the Jews, and he knows they're going to kill him. But he also knows that Paul is innocent of anything. So if he releases them back to the Jews, they're going to kill him. And I don't think he wants that to happen. He could convict Paul of a crime and even execute him. But then again, he knows Paul is not guilty of anything. And to just declare him innocent and say the Jews can't touch him, now he's got the Jews mad at him and he has to rule over the Jews and he needs them to be on somewhat good terms with him. So he really doesn't have any good options, and so he chooses the no-decision option, that is, kick the can down the road of, I just will not make a decision. And if Paul has to sit here for two years in jail, well, okay, tough to be Paul. But two years later, there was some civil strife. I don't know the details of it, but there was some strife, fighting, between the Jewish community and the Gentile community in Caesarea. And Felix sent troops in very heavy-handedly, and there was a lot of bloodshed from the leaders of the Jewish community. And it was more in an anti-Jewish sense that he uh, sent the troops in to restore order. And uh, the Jewish community sent a, a fairly angry delegation to Rome to complain about Felix, not just that one instance, but his whole time as governor of Judea and how he did not treat the Jews well. And Rome canceled his uh, governorship then and replaced him with Portius Festus. So here we have it. Felix didn't make a decision. Paul's been sitting there in jail in Caesarea for two years. Now we've got a new governor coming in, Festus. Maybe Paul will have better luck with Festus. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the book of Acts.